CW Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WDW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangello, and this is the WDW Newscast for Wednesday, January 23rd, 2013. I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. Remember, I'm here to help you not only have the best possible Disney vacation experience, but hopefully bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, with these live Wednesday night broadcasts, the audio podcast, videos, discussion forums, books, CDs, and lots more. You can find everything, including our updated events calendar over at www.radiolive.com. So we've got a lot to get to tonight, and I'm going to definitely pay attention to the chat room because I'm looking for your feedback because there's a number of things happening uh, that are not necessarily connected, but I think are reflecting a trend that we're seeing in Walt Disney World. But let's start at the beginning, because as you know, 2013 is the year of limited time magic in Walt Disney World. And this week is uh, Long Lost Friends Week at Walt Disney World, where we're seeing a lot of rarely seen Disney characters showing up in the Magic Kingdom for meet and greet. These characters are available from January 21st through the 27th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the town square area. Each of the characters meet and greets for about a half hour or so, and you'll find out who's coming and when because they actually announce it over the uh, the PA system on Main Street USA, letting you know when those characters are coming out because they are not actually in the Times Guide. So it's a little bit of a, a surprise, I think, which is nice for guests who are coming to the park, maybe not even knowing that limited time magic is going on. So uh, the characters that we're seeing are Horace Horse Collar and Clarabelle Cow. You can see them at the exit to Town Square Theater. Pinocchio, Geppetto, and Jiminy Cricket in front of Tony's Town Square. You got the whole Italian connection going there. Three Little Pigs, very retro, old school, 1970s Walt Disney World. And the Big Bad Wolf is located in between Tony's and the Chapeau, sort of where the uh, fast passes are. Uh, Robin Hood, Friar Tuck, Prince John, and the Sheriff of Nottingham on the west side of Town Square. A lot of people really excited to see characters from Disney's Robin Hood film uh, back in the parks. And Ludwig von Drake and Scrooge McDuck are on the east side of Town Square. Uh, Mary Poppins and uh, Pluto have been re relocated. Mary Poppins is now in Fantasyland, and Pluto and Marie from the Aristocats are now in Storybook Circus. So one thing that's interesting about these character meet-and-greets, though, is that there are no autographs. You can't get autographs, but after you take your picture with the character, you can actually go over to the character handler, attendant, assistant, a friend of the character, and they're going to give you an autograph card keepsake. So you'll be able to sort of collect those which is a nice way to make sure you go and see all the characters that are there during limited time magic. Again, this only runs until January 27th, and then something new and unexpected is coming next. Uh, you can find out more about the limited time magic promotions and what is going to be coming next by following along on the Disney Parks blog at the Limited Time Magic website and on Twitter using the hashtag Limited Time Magic. So I'm looking to see if anybody in the chat room has been there. Uh, I've seen a lot of pictures coming by on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. People are really excited. Your inner child is coming out again, sort of uh, waiting online to see the characters again. I like this. It's a nice way to sort of kick this off. Uh, people are saying they remember Ludwig von Drake from The Wonderful World of Color on Sunday nights. Uh, Crisby loves the Robin Hood characters and Marilyn Lyons likes this better than what they did last week, which was having a little bit of snow in, I know you in the Northeast, you have real snow. Here we had some fake snow over in Canada, but this is the nice thing about limited time magic is how it does change from week to week. 
You never know what to expect, and I think there's going to be something for everybody. It's going to be interesting to see how the next 50 weeks play out in Walt Disney World. So, uh, speaking of the Disney Parks blog, today they formally announced something that we sort of expected was coming based on some little hints and details we saw throughout the Magic Kingdom, and the Pirate's Adventure Treasures of the Seven Seas is a new interactive quest that's going to debut in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom this spring. If you're watching us live or on YouTube or on the blog, you can see the artist rendering that uh, they released on the Disney Parks blog from Imagineering. With this adventure, it's not going to be like Source of the Magic Kingdom. Here, you're going to get a pirate map and a magic talisman to help you complete five different pirate raids throughout Adventureland. And the goal is to help locate different treasures of the seas and fight off pirate enemies like Captain Barbosa and the Royal Navy, among some others that you might be familiar with from the films as well. If you can help Captain Jack succeed in all the missions, you're going to be welcomed as part of the crew. If not, you will face the wrath of the cruel sea alone. It sounds very foreboding. Uh, make sure you stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog for more information. Uh, uh, I, did, uh, I did look at the Parks blog today because there was a lot of activity there when this was formally announced. I was reading a lot of the comments probably 99.9% positive in favor of these kind of things. Somebody said, I, this is very fun. The rendering looks great. I love these magical touches that make the park feel more alive. And I think it was a great way to explain uh, what these things do, right? Because we already have Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. We have Agent P. We have Pirates. And soon there's going to be another new experience, but this time it's coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Because if you're a fan of Disney Pixar's Up, you know our good friend Russell the Stowaway. He was a wilderness explorer, and now you can be one too. And just like Russell, you can earn badges in the new Wilderness Explorers interactive game coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom, again, probably this spring as well. You're going to use the entire park. You're going to get a field guide and walk around, and you're going to try and earn more than 30 different badges uh, and really experience Disney's Animal Kingdom and to use Disney's description, which I found interesting, and the themes in a new and exciting way. So I say that because there is already a Wilderness Explorer program over at Disney's California Adventure. Uh, that's at the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. You get a pamphlet describing all the different tasks that you have to perform, like uh, bravery, rock climbing, the wolf howl, the animal spirit, some puzzle solving. And it uses sort of an honor system where when you once you complete those tasks, you scratch off a circle on the map and it reveals the different badges. When you complete all the uh, different tasks, you can then attend the Wilderness Explorer Ceremony and get your senior Wilderness Explorer badge. Obviously, this will be tweaked more for the idea of what Disney Animal Disney's Animal Kingdom represents, the animals that are there, the attractions that are there, and the theme of conservation and education. So really looking forward to when uh, this is going to debut, see how it compares to the Disneyland version Yet another reason to visit both parks, right? Similar experiences, still a little bit different. Once this de debuts here, we'll all have to go out to Disneyland and um, and see how they differ and how they compare. Um, speaking of interactive, there are a lot of new uh, theming and props going on, not just in Adventureland for the Pirates game, but there are a number of new uh, props and interactive elements which aren't live yet, being revealed in the queue of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And we talked about this earlier in the year. 
how there was um, discussion and rumor and then eventually uh, confirmation on the Disney Parks blog about a new storyline and interactive experience coming. Now there's all kinds of cranks and dynamite detonators, gold, uh, canary cages, right? So um, they used to, canaries were used to test the air quality in, in, when digging for gold in mines. Uh, there's speakers, there's microphone. You can see a lot of in-jokes that used to be in the extended part of the queue, like light them and hide explosives and Western River explosives. Love the reference to the old Mark Davis Western River expedition, which is where Big Thunder Mountain currently sits. Um, and what I think this is doing, what I was uh, hinting to before, is that I think with Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom and Pirates of the Caribbean and Agent P and Big Thunder Mountain, I think we're going to see more of this sort of uh, interaction in the parks, especially with the new My Magic Plus and the new My, My Magic Plus wristbands are going to have a lot of our personal information on it. Uh, I think the experiences are not just going to be interactive, but very much personalized towards the individual guests, right? So how cool would it be to go to Turtle Talk with Crush, and as soon as your child walks in, Crush knows his name or her name, not because that was the person that was picked out of the audience, but because of that kid's name is in the RFID tag. Better yet, what if you went to the Haunted Mansion, and I'm just thinking out loud and speculating, what if you went to the Haunted Mansion, and as you exit out, your name appeared on a mausoleum crypt? Again, the name coming from the My, My Magic Bat. Or, say, in It's a Small World, as you're getting ready to exit the attraction, you see all the signs saying goodbye in all these different languages. What if those signs instead said the names of all the people that were in your boat that had the My Magic Band? Much more personalized, much more engaging type of experience. I want to know, for those of you who are in the box or who are watching on YouTube or on the blog, what do you think about this? What do you think about this move uh, that's been going on over the past 12 to 18 months towards more interactivity, more, towards more personalization. I think it does make the experiences in the park much more alive. And for me, who's a fan of the detail and the stories, I think it helps all of us as guests peel back some of those layers of the onion, really have a much richer, deeper, more fun experience in the park. It seems like a lot of people who are in the box are uh, feeling the same way. So Darlene says, I think it's taking us into a better experience. Uh, sounds much more interesting, especially for kids, says Strawberry Lilacs. Excellent. Go Disney. Totally awesome. Love the interactivity. Loving the idea of the personalization as well, too. Again, what's going to be on your band is not going to be a sort of intrusive privacy kind of thing, but it's going to have maybe your name, your favorite attraction, your favorite character, whatever it may be. And to be able to meet characters or to be able to go into attractions and have them be personalized directly to you, you and your kids are going to lose your mind in the best possible way. The experience is getting much richer, much fuller. And I think we're only scratching the very tip of the surface of what this and what the rest of this next-gen technology is going to be like. All right, let's move over to Epcot in terms of other interactive experiences. There is a new sort of, attraction that has reopened over at Interventions, and that is Habit Heroes. Uh, last February, you may remember or not remember, it closed within about a week of opening due to some issues with the story, with the characters, with guest feedback, right? We know Disney pays very, very close attention to guest feedback, so much so that they shuttered an attraction just a week or so after it opened. Well, it has been completely refurbished from the ground up. It promotes healthy behavior, just like the original Habit Heroes 
But now Director Jin is going to lead, lead a team of agents, Quen, Quench, Fuel, and Dynamo, whose specialties are hydration, nutrition, and activity, respectively. And there's new villains. The villains now are the Scorchers, which dehydrate you, the Blocker Bots, which help you from eating healthy food choice. They're, they're, those Blocker Bots are littered throughout my kitchen and my cupboard. My Oreo fudge cream cookies that are sitting right here clearly demonstrates that. And the Sappers, those weigh down your energy and sap your energy. Uh, I have not had a chance to personally see this yet, but I have heard from a number of guests, and there's really been a very, very positive response, not just to the fact that it's been updated, they've corrected some of the issues earlier on, but it really is a, uh, a positive experience. It's a fun experience, both for kids and adults. If anybody in the box or if you're watching has experienced Habit of Heroes as yet, let me know. Let me know if you've seen it. You can email me, uh, at lou at wdwradio.com. More better yet, call the voicemail. I'll play it on the show, 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Let me know what you thought about Habit Heroes if and when you get a chance to see it. All right, let's stay in Epcot, but let's take a left turn and turn to food, which is right in my wheelhouse. Uh, over in World Showcase, La Cellier in Epcot's Canada Pavilion is now going to an all-day menu. So, for example, there are things you can get all day and now things you can't get all day. So we lose the lunchtime burgers, but what you gain is lobster mac and cheese at lunch and dinner. Of course, cheddar cheese soup, filet mignon, really the signature items for La Cellier are going to be available uh, all day long. And my question to you is, do you like this? Do you like the idea of the full day menu? Before you answer, uh, either in the comment section or here in the box, you know, this one thing this may do is make it easier to get into La Cellier. We all know about how difficult it is sometimes, especially during the busy times of year, to get into La Cellier for dinner because you want the cheddar cheese soup. You want the lobster mac and cheese. Now that you can get it all day long, I think that opens up the window of opportunity to experience the restaurant and everything that the menu has to offer. I like this idea. People are talking about uh, in the box that they do like this as well, too. Um it is going to be more convenient, says Sorcerer Mike. Uh, teacher tipster, like you, I love the breadsticks. I can go to La Cellier, have cheddar cheese soup, breadsticks, and appetizers, and I am a happy man. But lobster mac and cheese is definitely a research trip in the making. Um, so, yeah, so Francie says, this seems made for my Disney experience, which we know is going to be more than just the bands that have your photo pass, your fast pass, your park ticket, and your credit card on there. But it's going to now allow you to interact much more with your mobile app. We're going to be seeing a lot more from the My Disney Experience app, being able to make reservations, change reservations, see exactly what your itinerary is, which is, again, one of the reasons why I think Wi-Fi is now not just everywhere in the parks, but also free. Because your phone, your smartphone, your tablet, whatever it's going to be, is going to be much more a part of your experience, not just in planning beforehand, but your experience in the parks as well, too. Who knows when we're going to get from some of those paper maps and paper guides or interactive games that use paper and start using our smartphone as well. I think we're going to see a much more enhanced interactive experience coming where your phone is very much an important part of that. Um, quickly, speaking of food, quick reminder, this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, it really is the most wonderful time of the year, is going to take place Friday, September 27th through Sunday, November 10th. Mark your calendars, save the dates, circle the wagons. Also, keep in mind, October 1st, we're once again going to have our WDW Radio e-ticket events, plural, 
right around and during Food and Wine Festival. Stay tuned for more information and updates as we get closer. But uh, one other thing I want to talk about inside the parks is that this past week, if you are a fan of ABC Daytime, you might have noticed that uh, during Live with, I was going to say Regis and Kelly, I'm old school, Kelly and Michael, Michael Strahan, I'm a giant fan. It's weird seeing you sitting next to Kelly Ripa, but Mickey Mouse came in and paid those guys a visit and invited them down to Walt Disney World in February, not just for the vacation, not just for limited time magic, but to shoot four shows at Walt Disney World right in the middle of Town Square. Exactly one year ago, Kelly did it live from Aulani. Great way to connect people to the experience there. Now they're going to do it live in Walt Disney World, and you, you have a chance to actually sit in and be part of the live audience. This is their first official visit there together. February 18th and 19th, four shows. If you visit livekellyandmichael.com, you can um, ask. Tickets are complimentary. You can request tickets to be part of the audience there. If anybody gets a chance to be part of the show, would love for you to share photos, your experiences there. Email me or, or uh, tweet me over at Lou Mangiello um, if you're going to be able to make it for to see live with Michael and Kelly. All right, let's quickly move uh, beyond the parks a little bit because this past weekend was the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, and congratulations to everybody, not just on the WWE Radio running team, but everybody who participated, cheered, volunteered. You guys are awesome. I am so proud of each and every one of you. And we see that running at Walt Disney World, I've been saying this for years, has gone, not going, it has gone from an athletic event to a entertainment event. Uh, coming up next weekend is Disney's Princess Weekend. You don't need to be a princess to run. Uh, registration is is uh, mostly full for most of the events like the Half Marathon on February 22nd through the 24th. But the Royal Family 5K, the Post 5K Breakfast, and the Kids Races are open. They're all about 75 to 85% full. Uh, if you are going to be there, we're going to be there as well too. Members of the running team will be participating. We'll be out there cheering as well. But if you can't make that one, that's okay. There's a couple of other events uh, that you may be interested in. Uh, events and pricing for this year's Twilight Zone Tower of Terror 10-Miler was just announced. Registration not open yet, but that's going to be October 4th through the 6th, 2013. There's going to be a Happy Haunted 5K trail run. Maybe we'll do the 5Ks again. I had such a good time. We had such a big crowd walking that 5K together. Maybe we'll do Twilight Zone together as well. There's also uh, Run Disney Kids Races, the 10-miler in the evening, and of course, the Disney Villains Bash at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, more details are forthcoming. It's going to run you uh, about $135 if you register before March 28th, and then the prices go up thereafter. If maybe nighttime races in October isn't more your speed, maybe challenging the Yeti at the Expedition Everest Challenge is more your speed. Uh, that is going to be um, the dates are. I don't have the dates. Well, I don't have the dates, but it's 55% full. Uh, the prices go up on January 30th to $115. There's also a post-race party in there as well, too. I believe the date is in June. Forgive me, I don't have it right in front of me. But registration is open. You can find out more about all these events by visiting the Run Disney website. And I do want to encourage you and invite you and ask you to participate with us, whether you walk, jog, wheel, or just want to cheer with us, come and be part of the WDW Radio running team. We raise money uh, through the running team for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America to send children with seriously uh, who are seriously ill and their families 
for a, a trip to Walt Disney World. The running team has grown over the past couple of years. I ran my first half marathon back in 2008, and now we have over 100 runners participating in every event from kids' races to 5Ks to half to full to goofies to dopies to Dumbo Double Dares out in Disneyland. Uh, all we ask is that you raise or donate $100 directly all that money goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And if you're not a runner, that's okay. You can join us. We love getting out there and cheering on the runners for all the events. And this year, I started doing the 5K. I promise to keep doing the 5Ks. A half marathon might be a lot for you, but anybody. I'm Listen, if you've been to Walt Disney World, you can come and walk a 5K with me and other members of the team as well. It's a great, fun exciting experience for everybody in the whole family visit wdwradio.com slash running for more information i also do want to give you a quick reminder that saturday february 9th is going to be wdw radio's sixth anniversary and just like last year we're going to take your suggestions we're going to take your ideas and from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m., we'll be making our way, completing the challenges that you set out for us in Epcot Center. You can watch us live over at wdwradiolive.com. And if you're in Walt Disney World, you can come um, and join us at the meet of the month in Epcot at 4 o'clock at the Electric Umbrella Restaurant. Uh, there's going to be a lot of announcements there including information about our trip out to the Walt Disney Family Museum. We'll have more information about the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Fantasy, November 2nd through the 9th. Other events we have coming up, um, also going to reveal a mystery, have some surprises, and maybe something for everybody who is in attendance as well. going to be a lot of fun. Again, that's Saturday, February 9th. Uh, also, don't forget to download the free WDW Radio app, now available for your uh, iPhone, iPad, Android and Windows mobile device. You can visit wdwradio.com slash app or just search for WDW Radio in the iTunes store, the Google Play store, or the Windows mobile marketplace. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Lots of different ways you can connect. We're also on Pinterest, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever else it may be. And please come by. Also, also invite you guys to subscribe to the show and rate it and review it in iTunes as well. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in this week. Everybody who's come coming by, visiting the blog. We've got a lot of great new blog writers, contests, different things for everybody every day. Come by, check out the blog over at www.radio.com. I hope to see you not just next week here at WDW Radio Live, but in the box on Saturday, February 9th to celebrate our sixth anniversary and at some of our other events throughout 2013. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in and watching tonight. I am Lou Mangiello from WDW Radio. Have a great week, everybody. Be awesome. Keep moving forward. See ya.